welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is The Adventures of Batman and Robin for the Super Nintendo. The Adventures of Batman and Robin was developed by Konami and published by them in Japan, possibly in 1993, in North America, November of 1994, and in Europe, sometime as well. <laughs> okay. I could find no release dates for the foreign versions, but I did find boxes proving they existed. I see. So it made it over there and possibly debuted in Japan. It's hard to tell because it has a 93 uh, copyright date on it, but mm -hmm. it might have come out in 94. I'm not sure. Fair enough. Now, the music in this video game was done by the Konami Kokihai Club. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, how are you going to say it, bro? Because I have no idea. <laughs> uh, you know, with Japanese, if you take your time and you know the phonemes, it's not really that hard. It's just sometimes when you see a lot of vowels together, your brain yes. can lock up <laughs> after, you know, growing up speaking English. Yeah. It basically means Konami Square Wave Club. Yeah. Which is the, you know, an homage to their chiptune work. Mm -hmm. And it is like a weird group that they had for years that would work together on soundtracks instead of being, you know, all done by one artist. Yeah, like a revolving cast of people, like kind of like Menudo. Not almost exactly like Menudo. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're talking like 100 people over the, the years there. But it's just I thought it was interesting to shout out because, you know, it's hard to pin down what exactly was done by whom. And a lot of uh, Konami projects from this time because of that that club's involvement. Mm, yes, yes. Now, I'm burying the lead because there's not a lot of uh, information on how this game was made. Right but on. this game is based off of the hit cartoon, The Adventures of Batman and Robin. Yes, or originally Batman the Animated Series, right? Yes, The Adventures of Batman and Robin is the name given to the second season and very small 20-episode run at the end of its, I think, Fox era. Wow, second season. I... See, I thought it was longer than that. I don't know. It goes to show how time distorts when you're a youngling. I think they pulled, they kept like parts of the first season and held them over. Mm. So okay. you were watching like 56 in a row or whatever the, the actual order was. Yeah. But yeah, this uh, cartoon was uh, super huge. Yes, it was. It ran from 1992 to 1995. It had 85 episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was created by Eric Radomsky and Bruce Timm. Coming off of their work on Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a cartoon we also have talked about mm -hmm. due to its video game tie-ins. <laughs> and this was an era in which uh, Warner Brothers was really throwing more money at cartoons than will ever be done again for TV. <laughs> what a time. Halcyon days. Yeah, because this cartoon is gorgeous. It is very well animated by some of the best Japanese anime studios. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a few that aren't. But, you know, the art style by Bruce Timm is iconic and very uh, eye-catching. Absolutely. And on top of that, every show has a painted title card and f a full orchestral background of music. It's a classy affair. It, it truly is. It is one of my top five uh, cartoons, maybe TV shows of all time. 
it's it's up there. It's it was so good. And you know, you mentioned Tiny Tunes with you know animation because they had some really good stuff, but this was totally out of nowhere because it was like not only was it super well animated but it was something like it wasn't like you know, tiny tunes or i don't know there wasn't any sweet action and you know what i mean like yeah here. this was a, a a cartoon that wasn't just for little kids or yes. kids at all yeah I mean, there are episodes where you don't see batman for like i don't know 10 15 minutes instead you fall around a middle-aged guy yeah 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 it does a lot of things that we hadn't seen and and afternoon cartoons ever in the united states it broke tons of ground that way yeah, yeah. Uh, it also broke a lot of ground for Batman himself. Sure. This storyline of Batman really reimagines various characters in ways that will become canon for them going forward, such as Mr. Freeze. Yeah, yeah. He was just a goofy scientist that was evil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this cartoon, uh, one of the episodes written by Paul Dini, two-parter, gave him that tragic backstory. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, perfectly realized in live action by <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, this is like the perfect version of Mr. Freeze in this cartoon. Oh, I agree. I He's been one of my favorite uh, villains ever since. And making her debut in the cartoon, a character that you'll see later on in the video game here, Harley mm -hmm. Quinn, a character yeah. that existed only in the cartoon for years and is now so popular that she has her own movie and has starred in two others. It's crazy. Yeah. So while this was just an afternoon cartoon, it really think did more for Batman and cartoons in many ways than uh, a lot of others of its era. Yeah, for sure. Like before this, you know, because I, for some reason, almost never saw Super Friends, but previous to this cartoon in the movies, you know, it was like Batman was someone who I would see on Scooby-Doo sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so here and it's like a little different. Yeah, we had uh, Batman, uh, the movie 89, and uh, this was coming off of that, uh, the hype of that and coming into the second movie. Mm -hmm. It does use the Danny Elfman score at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, it doesn't really have many tie-ins to that, that franchise. It's its own unique entity. Absolutely. So, Nick, what kind of game is The Adventures of Batman and Robin for Super Nintendo? It is a side-scrolling action platformer with a driving level. <laughs> Let's <laughs> well, loosely call it that. Yeah. You know, as Batman in this game, you, of course, can jump. Yeah. Yes, you can. And it's a pretty good jump. Yeah. This game isn't super demanding platforming-wise, so it's perfectly serviceable. Exactly. It does everything you need it to do. Now, there are some other forms of movement we'll get into in a little bit, but the other way you mainly interact with this world is through punching and kicking. Time-honored superhero tradition. Mm -hmm. uh, standing, hitting your attack button is a punch. Ducking, your attack button is a kick. Yeah. If you jump and attack, jump kick. There you go. Which As it should be. Yeah, and it's a, a little stronger, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think than a normal attack, it was one of my main offensive tools. And, uh, you know, as we said, this game, you can duck which, you know, comes into play because you will be ducking under enemy fire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But really, uh, you know, what Batman's best known for is not his punching ability. It's the gadgets. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, where did he get those wonderful toys? Where indeed. And what's cool about this game is before you go into a level, you usually have a bit of a backstory. Mm -hmm. And then you're given a loadout screen where you choose items to take with you on the mission. Yeah, you have a selection of like four weapons, kind of, and three more gadgets, like or tools, you might say. Yes. 
Um, and you always have your battering and grappling gun. And the battering is kind of your default extra attack. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're on the Super Nintendo, so it has its own dedicated button for your weapons, which is nice. Yeah, you hit it to toggle through your secondary whatevers. Mm -hmm. When you have the battering out, uh, when you throw it, it never does a lot of damage. Uh, It mainly stuns enemies. Yeah, yeah. That's the key is they they have a little stun window and you can run up. And then when they are invincible while they're stunned, but Mm -hmm. you there's a specific timing to where you can hit them right when they come out of it if you want to. Uh, but most importantly, if they have a weapon in their hands, they will drop the weapon. Yeah, it's really cool. Nice little touch. And then you said you also always have the grappling gun on you? Uh, yeah. And that is the the Batman the Animated Style grappling gun is the icon, which is a weird shape. It's like a T you grip by the top, the head of it. Yeah, and it... I love it. I, you know, from the cartoon, it was just such a like utilitarian design that just seemed so plausible. I I really liked it. Well, I love it because, you know, the real reason it exists is because they didn't want to make anything that looks like a gun for Batman to hold. Yeah. Yeah. And in the 89 movie, it's it is a gun shaped device. (laughs) I have one on the wall in my workshop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, (laughs) I do love this grappling gun. When you select it, though, you have two options. Uh, You can either shoot it at an angle Mm -hmm. or straight up. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because even if you do just shoot it straight up or at an angle, it will do nothing. Yeah, the controls are a little wonky, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, you have to be jumping when you do it to actually ascend or or swing or or swing ascend for if it's a vertical shot or swing if you're doing the 45 degree angle. Yeah, and there's a bit of bionic commando in there in a way uh, because you can you know, swing and then grapple again. And at some points you're required to, it's, uh, you know, and it does have its own little kind of foibles. Like if you press your attack button or certain things, you'll drop. Mm-hmm. Now you said you can uh, swing continuously. And I will say the learning curve on that, it was very, very large for me. Yeah. It uh, took me a minute as well. But <laughs> I, once I actually got it down and realized what the timing was, then it was very easy. Yeah, I would frequently screw up where, you know, you you jump and you shoot it and you swing. And I'm always, I always seem to expect a little more swing to it. So I would yeah. hold off my time. And then if you press your button, you, you'll start moving backwards and then just drop sometimes to your death. Yeah, that was what I had the problem with. And I realized that it, you're not even look, you don't even look, just get a rhythm of swing, tap, swing, you know, tap, yeah. just almost instantaneously. You know, yeah, mercifully, you're not really expected to do this in combat situations. No, but it is one lame situation, which we'll talk about later. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the other items are ones that you can take with you or choose not to take with you. And usually the first three or four are already highlighted. Yes. And let's talk real quickly, though. Why wouldn't you just take everything? Like, you know, if you've got all the things, take them. Yeah, you can't. I something I discovered as I was going through the game that made me stop taking certain things just because I was tired of toggling through them. That is why that's the exact reason why. <laughs> and I think that's actually kind of cool because when you're fighting, you do need the, the speed when you want to like switch between a batarang yeah. and whatever, and, and you know, the whatever. But I like the fact that, you know, it's kind of like, well, you can take everything if you want. There's no penalty against it, but it will just be a while as you select through all of your other items. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then one of the other items you have is the star. Yeah, pretty cool, like, three-pointed, beefy ninja star. Mm-hmm. You get nine of them. Yeah, and it's just a projectile weapon. You just throw it out and hit guys or gals. Uh, usually I like it because it does hurt bosses. Yeah. It's a good boss-hitting you know, weapon. Next up is the spray gun. Yeah. Now, which... Is this used on sharks? 
<laughs> it should be uh, if you <laughs> want to repel them. But here it's just to... It, Stuns enemies briefly at close range. Like it's longer than, say, the Batarang or other things. But, but not as long as I would like. Yeah, I, it's really only used once. Or if no, you're no, me. twice. There's two levels at which you kind of have to use it. Yeah. Uh, you get nine uses of it. And it is a, a rare one because you will find extra ammo for it in specific levels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the plastic explosive. Yeah, which you kind of chuck out, which is kind of weird, but it's you only get five of them, but. It's A, does some pretty good damage to foes, and B, you use it to blow up walls sometimes. Yes. Uh, then we have the smoke bomb. Um, by the way, you get did you say you get five of those plastic explosives? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because you also get five of the smoke bombs. Yeah, which another kind of, you know, you chuck it out and it makes a little smoke. It'll stun foes nearby. Yes. Uh, then we have some items that you kind of have to use in specific levels. Yeah, and typically beforehand, these you know these aren't selected by default. And before each level, you'll have a little conversation via a communicator or something with Alfred. And he'll I always almost... feel like it's in the Batmobile. That's where I feel like that's happening. Yeah, yeah, like on the dashboard or something. But yes, yeah, uh, and he'll give you a clue. He'll be like, "You might want to bring this with you because it's required for a level." Yeah, and if you don't bring it and you go through the level and figure it out, then you can just hit your select button or start button and return to the back cave to get it and start to level over. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, first, we have the gas mask. Yeah, which does what you imagine it would do. There's a level with some poison gas and you need it. Yes. And uh, next up is the flashlight. Uh, another self-descriptive item, but well, the way it works is kind of interesting. Yeah, because it's like you shine it down and it illuminates a section of the floor and you're basically using it to see mines kind of in one level uh yeah but you can kind of change the angle of it yeah which i didn't realize till way later in that level that was I, helpful. I actually i didn't realize it until after that level entirely so <laughs> all right <laughs> uh, next up we have the uh x-ray goggles yeah which gives you a cool like red and black kind of color filter over and you can see some false walls uh, and traps. And traps, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we have one that I don't think you actually get to take with you, but you'll find it in the in the game, and that's the master key. Yeah, there is the uh, a level where you just find it and you need it. Mm-hmm. Now, as Batman, uh, you do have a, a life meter. Yeah. And the different enemies do a different amounts of damage to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you can find uh, little, what are they, just little hearts that refill your life? Yeah, a little pink heart. It gives you, what, like a quarter of a meter, I feel like? Not enough. Yeah, not as much as I want. <laughs> exactly. You know, you also see what item you're using in the top corner, and uh, if it's got a limited use, how many uses you have left. Mm-hmm. And then the score. Yeah, of course you have a score. Um, here, it matters, though. Yes, because it is important for free, free men. Is that correct? Yeah, and depending on your difficulty, it has different rates of paying out like i think for the normal mode it's like you're at thirty thousand, fifty thousand, and seventy thousand points you'll get a one up yes uh you know before we get out of the section there's two things i forgot to mention in the locomotion oh sure yeah and one of them is the fact that you can roll you can dodge roll yeah if you crouch and jump it's uh pretty cool it's the fastest way to move i think it's yeah. pretty fun and uh it's useful when you're fighting goons and bosses oh yeah sure and then uh, you can also wall jump. Yeah, it's the classic, you know, you jump and jump again when you touch the wall. It handles pretty well. 
you'd have to push the opposite direction off the wall, I think. It, I can't it remember is, exactly. Whatever yeah. it is, it's pretty intuitive once you get into it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can also block in this game. <laughs> oh, that's right. You can with the shoulder buttons. Not that I usually did that much. There's no really reason to But it's to nice block. to know it's there. I find the best defense is a good offense. Now, I think we'll talk about how the Batmobile works when we get to that stage. Sure, yeah. Now, how, how do lives work in this game? Well, you have, I think you start with three lives. It's You can adjust this in the options menu, but... Yes, I was afraid to. Well, it's, uh, it is keyed to the difficulty level you choose, but I believe on normal, it's you get three lives and three credits or continues, mm-hmm. and I think five for normal or easy, and then it, uh, two for hard. I, I'm not sure exactly. I played on normal. Same. And then you also have a password feature. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, each level gives you a password feature that <laughs> it's a kind of it's a grid style with squares, triangles, and circles that you place in various locations. Yep, a little weird, but not too bad. The password also it does keep track of your lives and continues. Oh, it does. Yeah, so it's good, but not as good as you might think. <laughs> Interesting. All right, Nick, this is a game based on a cartoon, based on a comic book. Oh, yeah. There's tons of merchandise. The, the, the show itself was drawn by hand. Please tell me. There's some good artwork in this this uh, instruction manual. Well, there is for once here. Yes, this is a uh, it's. 20, wow. <laughs> I can't believe I really can't believe it. It's been a while. Yeah, no, it's uh, 26 pages. It's color. Oh, wow. It's got a bunch of screenshots, but, you know, tons of, I mean, I'm assuming proprietary artwork of Batman standing around to get some pics of all the villains at the end. Yeah, spoiler, I did actually look at this instruction manual because there was a few things I didn't understand when I was playing the game. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised that it looks like they got like, I don't know, maybe the uh, style guide or something because the shots of the grappling hook are cool. It's like a cool close up of it. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't look like it's out of the animated series itself. Right. Yeah. So it's, and then there's like a technical drawing that shows like the inside cockpit of the Batmobile. Yeah. Super cool. You know? So, um, yeah. Super cool all around. Uh, Story wise, it's pretty much newsflash. There's an Arkham Asylum breakout. You got to go get them. Yeah. Uh, one thing I did like about this instruction manual is that it does go through all the stages for you. I'm always a big fan of stage yes. previews. Mm-hmm. You get a little pick of the uh, most of the bosses. Yes. One of the things I thought was really funny was the final page, mm-hmm. the uh, Konami hint and tip line. Yeah, yeah. It is a doll. It is eighty-five cents a minute just to call them, and then an additional dollar fifteen a minute to talk to a game counselor. That's pretty wild. I would have been murdered. Well, if I, I would have think... made this call. <laughs> okay, so and just yeah, I know. No kidding. I would not be here today to tell stories, but I think the trick is that the eighty-five cents per minute is the hint line because. Just below that, it says hints are available 24 hours a day. Live support is Monday through Friday, oh, 835. Okay. So that was even worse. Like, are you just going to keep listening until, like, do they just have all Konami games and they just go through them? <laughs> Press one if you'd like to hear tips from Adventures of Batman and Robin. Press right. two if you'd like to hear tips from, yeah, that's great. And then uh, another kind of cool thing I thought is even below that, 
online support available on CompuServe. Wow, CompuServe. Go to VidPub. I don't I've never used CompuServe, but I did <laughs> once at a friend's house on the very very beginning internet days. It was great. Yeah, yeah, we went I remember to a chat room. It was phenomenal. <laughs> I I would beg my grandfather to let me go on Prodigy. Oh yeah. And play uh, like weird games or whatever I could. I was like, "Please, you have the internet. It's so weird and awesome." Yeah, other than that cool stuff, um it's it definitely does a good job of explaining, tells you what all your weapons do and how to move and do all this crazy stuff. Yeah, definitely nice and thorough. And I do want to point out that there is a bit of a, I, I was happy to note that in the story, uh, it kind of tells, you know, they all broke out. And then at one point it says, reports have also come in that Manbat and Clayface have been seen in town. Oh, and that will come up. Ooh, little, little foreshadowing or even five shadowing there. That's nice. So, Nick, what was your personal history with the adventures of Batman and Robin for the Super Nintendo and the uh, Batman, the animated series cartoon? Okay, well, with the cartoon, I was a huge fan as soon as it came out. It, I'm not the Perfect biggest. Age. Yeah, yeah, I'm not the biggest Batman fan, but it was like head and shoulders just above the best cartoon around at all. So it was appointment viewing every time it was on. Agreed. I was a big Batman fan. And therefore, this cartoon was everything I could want and dream of. I was a fledgling <laughs> film nerd. So it's like extra super noir and like yeah. pseudo deepness and just a little, a little more complex uh, themes was just mind bending. Everything. Yeah, it was it was so good that it dwarfed all competition. And the voices of this cartoon, we didn't even really get into that. But, you know, um, Mark Hamill's Joker yeah, and Kevin I, I Conroy's Batman are. Like, they're my canon Batman and Robin. Like, when I read a comic, <laughs> those are the voices I hear. Sure, yeah. Uh, so much so that I was actually given a cameo uh, by my yeah. family, super nice, of Kevin Conroy, wishing me a happy birthday, telling me I'm an awesome Batman guy. And boy, is it, <laughs> if I want to feel great, do I listen to that? And you know what? Kevin Conroy is such an awesome dude. I thought I was getting like a 30-second you know, happy birthday. And he sent me like a five minute video. So, Oh, wow. That's yeah. That is super, super cool. Yeah. It, he ends it with a nice affirmation that I, I, you know, I swear it's, it's just one of the greatest things. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so grateful I got it. And it's so awesome that he's such a great guy that he does that kind of stuff. I and mean, he doesn't get paid for it, but still it's, yeah, it is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, so yeah, definitely real. huge for me. As far as the game, I did not play it when it came out. Okay. Did you did you rent it? Did you play it in this? I did. I, I remember renting it once. I, I don't remember how far I got, sadly, but I remember enjoying it and stuff and then playing it. Uh, our good friend of ours and the show, uh, Bill, owned this game, and I remember playing it with and around him. Yeah, I'm, that's where my the game comes into my being, uh, and okay. I remember seeing it a lot, played it at his place. I played it a good amount, too. I feel like, uh, you know, on one of those late mountain dew fueled nights i watched him beat it half awake half asleep on a couch not really yeah. sure because some parts of the end of this game felt very familiar but i was like i never i know i never played this i yeah i was really i remember playing the riddler level at least so i was pretty sure i got to the end maybe i don't know if i ever beat it but i know i remember getting to the end or 
as you said, watching <laughs> our, our buddy Bill do it. So uh, good stuff. So then what was your more recent experience with this game? And when was the last time you watched the cartoon? Oh, well, okay. Uh, I haven't, it's been a couple years. At some point I was, I watched a couple episodes, I think a couple years ago. I, I typically go back to watch ones, you know, Heart of Ice or Feet of Clay or like my favorites, but. Yes. So it's been a minute since I've watched the series in full. Yeah, it's uh, on HBO Max now. Okay, yeah, yeah. So easy easy to catch. And uh, I think we did a, f- a full rewatch about two or three years ago. Oh, so, nice. You know, it, God, there's so much to talk about the show. I didn't even get into the fact that it's the beginning of the DC animated universe. Yeah, I mean, and this was the set the style for all of the other superheroes, you know, from here on out. Indeed. Now, uh, as far as the game goes, I think I played this uh, like four or five times. Yeah, it was, well... For it's me, longer than I thought I was going to be playing it. I'll, I'll start there. Well, I got to, I think, level four, the one, whatever, I don't know. And the first time I played, you know, I was safe stating, of course, uh, coming in and out, even though I didn't really feel that bad because passwords. But I had a, a big snafu when I got to the level five, the Batman or Batmobile level, mm-hmm. because I, I, you know, it's timed and... Uh, we'll get into it more, but it was just really hard. And I safe yeah. stated like oh, so shamelessly, like every time I'd make a turn, I would pause save state. Like it took me forever. <laughs> I spent like a whole day just yelling at this stupid Batmobile game. And Right. And there were a few boss fights that kind of like tripped me up that I, I was like, oh, man, this, this is a lot harder than I, I thought it would be. And I would spend yeah. an inordinate amount of time there. So, yeah, I would get to a place where I'd be like really bang my head against the wall and then I'd take a break, come back to the next day. So I, I did save state as well. And I did beat the game. Well, yeah, I, I beat it. But also credit to the manual here. Uh, I mean, maybe you ran into this, too, but I didn't know there was a <laughs> and I can't believe I didn't try, but I didn't know you could press L and R when the Batmobile levels to power slide a little bit, you know, to turn better. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, me either. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to go back. Like my <laughs> my experience was tainted by my foolishness. I just got really good at knowing when to break. Yeah, no, I was just, yeah. And But man, I, yeah, power slide, that sounds great. Yeah, I was like save stating where I was like, how? I mean, I would watch videos where I'm like, well, they're just doing it. I guess you just have to get perfect, but <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that this could be one of the best animated and prettiest games on the Super Nintendo. Amen. It is so good. I I didn't remember it that way. (laughs) Yeah, I I knew it was good, but it really caught me off guard. Yeah, same here. I I was like, I remember having faithful graphics, which they are absolutely extremely faithful. Looks just like the cartoon, but there's so many little flourishes like Batman's cape, the way he rolls, like all that stuff just looks so good. Yeah, very fluid. The way the guys run at you. And I mean, I guess the the downside of the opposite side of that coin is that there are not a lot of enemies in this game. Yeah, it's true, but I it didn't really bother me because... That's just kind of how it always was. You know, there's always yeah. the mobsters in their big suits coming at you, you know. But man, when they come at you, they look cool. The way they whip out their Tommy gun. Yeah, absolutely. You name it. Pull out a pistol. And that's another thing I like about this game and the Batman, the animated series universe is that some of the last times that 
got to see bullets in a game yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. or a cartoon Guns. Uh, not, not weird lasers that the cops carry or <laughs> you know whatever yeah yeah and i'm no gun nut but man it just you know it just looks so much cooler especially in that period era absolutely and you know all the backgrounds look great too they're straight out of the cartoon like yeah i mean the color palette everything they really really did their homework i really think that obviously the people that made this game at konami were fans of the cartoon I, yeah and, and fans sure of the art as well yeah yeah because it's like they nailed the like art deco like noir style like everything looks great yeah like when you're in a city level the background buildings have the right look uh mm-hmm. they even captured the uh eric radomsky's uh, beautiful uh title cards yeah like the fonts and everything like, they like when you go it. into a level i love the fact that you get the title of the episode or you know level and then a picture that's like well i get it you know what's it gonna be but it's always cool looking yeah yeah and the and the music's great yeah i mean it's really pushing the boundaries of what the, the super <laughs> nintendo can do and sometimes it gets a little rough i feel like they're trying a little too hard with some of the instrumentation yeah but but I, a lot of it is really inspired by that show and it it is really big it feels like an epic soundtrack yeah, it's it's cool because it if you were to tell me now like all this music was directly lifted from the show i would believe it because they you know it was a bullseye for getting the, the appropriate style and they, they they sure pulled it off now you know when you are interacting with just the street level thugs it can be a little repetitive because you're just kind of uh you know punch punch roll kick yeah whatever you got to do uh but the thing i really love about this game is that the boss fights aren't just nope it's you and the boss in a room what's that boss's pattern figure it out and then hit it when it's not doing it right right yeah the, there's always a little something else to contend with and sometimes the boss fights multiple boss fights so it really keeps you on your toes yeah and it all fits with the the flow of this game because like you kind of said earlier it's each level it, is like an episode of the cartoon. You get well, a lot the of them part. are based on episodes, actual episodes of the yeah. cartoon. Yeah, I because um, we'll get into it later, but I I feel like it's been a while since I've seen it. But the Riddler level. Oh, if you've watched that cartoon the past two years, it's a very easy level. Well, I was like, I remember these puzzles, but I was like, do I remember them from this or the cartoon? But I was pretty no, sure they are, they are the same ones in the cartoon. Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it's so faithful in so many ways. And since they're pulling from such an awesome property, it really like just fires on every cylinder. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, like the biggest complaint I have is that there are just certain points of the game where there are spikes in difficulty with a boss fight or with like that stupid Zeppelin. Like they're just weird places where (laughs) they just want, want you to do a thing. I would even say the Catwoman or the driving like those parts are all twice as hard as every other part of the game. Yeah, they're yeah. And it's kind of harder in some places because, and, and I don't know if it's this game's fault. It just kind of feels like something that goes hand in hand with really good animation where there's a slight lag, like you're kind of slowish to respond mm-hmm. to things. But I feel like the level design for the most part accounts for it. But yes, a couple spots, like when we get there, that Zeppelin where it's like, ugh, I'm glad I had a safe state because... Yeah, yeah, it's, I would have lost that, a lot of lives at that point. You know, the back half of this game is where it really kind of takes the gloves off, which, you know. I mean, that's how it should be. I just sometimes it just becomes just a little punishing. Yeah, yeah. But and, even when it was, I was always interested to see what was going to come next. Yeah, yeah. Because and the levels in this game aren't, you know, we'll get into it in more detail soon. But 
it's not just like one big long level. They're all like little scenes that again makes yeah. it feel like the show. And it makes it feel like, oh, I'm only fighting these thugs, but like when you change the entire scenery when you have a little this or that in between, it definitely like breaks it up just enough to where you don't feel like you're doing the same thing every level. Yeah. I, I do think some of the dialogue is a little clunky, especially some of Batman's where I was I was LOLing a bit. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> definitely not written by uh Paul Dini there. Like when <laughs> We fight Scarecrow, and he's like, I'll never forgive you, Batman. And then Batman's reply is, I won't oh, forget you. you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love that. It's, it, it's one For of my being favorites. such a villain. It's you're like, well. Dork. You're like, what? What? I don't think that's going to hurt him, Batman. Yeah. And then my other big complaint is that this game is titled what? Oh, yes. The Adventures of Batman and Robin. And while Robin does exist in this game, it he exists in such a periphery way. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, it betrays the fact that this game, here's a, the one fact I did actually learn about this game that I forgot to bring up in the history. Oh. <laughs> so much for my notes. This game was actually developed during like the, the run of the first season. So the name change was just tacked oh. on after the game was done. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because, and I, you know, I didn't realize this when we kind of, I suggested doing this game, but because we're just coming off the tales of a Dick Tracy compare and contrast, but there is of adventures of batman and robin for the sega genesis and it is very different is it the genesis or the sega cd uh, i think there's ones for both but the i know the genesis one is okay. like two players simultaneous and is very different i i yeah uh, but it hmm. someday i know the sega cd one is super crazy because it's a driving game entirely oh wow okay and in between the driving sequences is a super insane episode of Batman, the animated series animated by TMS. Oh, wow. Where they can get away with things that they couldn't do on the show. Like Poison Ivy creates like a plant man creature that Batman destroys with an axe. Oh, sweet. Like he buries an axe into this dude and like other super <laughs> hardcore like stuff. You're like, well, that wouldn't have flown when they all the sensors. Awesome. Man, I'll have to check that out. It's super cool to check out. Downside, the best version of it is still like 720p from a Sega CD. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> now, I wish the originals were out there somewhere. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be sweet. But overall, I mean, you know, my gripes there are are kind of small. The You know, the, the difficulty is the biggest one. Yeah. And I feel like that's a thing that if you owned this game, wouldn't really be such a, a big problem. Yeah, you know. All right, folks, this is it. The level by level portion of our show. And like we said, are they called stages here? I think so. It doesn't like it just has the title and the title cards, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And the first one is amused to death. Ooh. And what is that title card? I think that's a that's a silhouette of the of the Joker in the background, right? Because they usually have like a that's, one color and black. Yeah. Gradient color. Yeah. Looks good. Uh, you are in the Batmobile talking to Alfred. He tells you that there's a suspicious broadcast. It is Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. You know what that means. She's telling you, stay tuned for the Joker. He lets you know that he's going to do something at this amusement park. So that's where you got to go. Can't let Alfred that happen. Tells you, Alfred tells you, you it's a trap. And you tell him, you know, of course it is. But you still got to go. Such is the life of Batman. Who knows what Joker could be doing at an amusement park? Would he be line jumping? Oh, it's not a sport. I can it's tell you that. It's not a sport, man. <laughs> uh, that's a little joke for all the people that 
love King's Island. Yeah. You know, I've looked for a uh, even a photograph of that sign. Yeah. <laughs> on the internet so many times to no avail. Oh. So in this game, uh, you start on the streets. You got to make your way to the amusement park. Yeah, just heading right. Um, you'll see several different levels of armed thug wear. Pistol, Tommy gun, or fists. Yeah. Now, how did you deal with the Tommy gun thug? What was your, your modus operandi? Uh, well, with most, I tried to go with jump kicks most of the time. I found that it takes a little getting used to their timing, but you have usually have just enough time to just barely get there to him. Before they start shooting at you. Yeah, and jump over it. Yeah, same here. The level looks good. The background's nice and dark. It is it's dusk. The moon's coming up. Yeah. You make your way to the fun house where Harley greets you. She tells you the Joker is inside. Come on in. You get very, inside. Very nice. It is not. Yeah. Uh, when you get inside, it kind of reminds me of the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, X-Men, Spider-Man, X-Men, Arcade's Revenge, the yeah. Wolverine level. Yeah. It's like the, the same colors. Yeah. And it's all like the backgrounds, like big dice blocks. They're moving around. There's some uh, Joker robots you got to fight. You know, this whole level is teaching you how to move around, how to fight people. You're going to be crushed by some things. There's going to be a few block sliding. There's going to be some pit deaths and, and some spikes. Yeah, I got to get a little uh, grappling hook practice here. Mm -hmm. You make your way through that area, though, and you emerge to fight a gigantic toy soldier. Yeah, it's huge. It's like the whole screen tall. It just kind of walks back and forth, and it has a gun with like a bayonet, I guess, a rifle, and it mm -hmm. kind of stabs it out on you, and you kind of use that to jump off of to hit it and kick it in the head. Yeah, you can run up the bayonet, and its only weak spot is the head. When you do punch it in the head or kick it, a bunch of stars shoot out, like little yeah. like throwing star type things. They kind of lob up and out and down. Yeah. So you have to avoid those, but you can just jump out of their way fairly easily. Yeah. Behind that is the Joker. Joker gets away. Yeah, he goes and... And it's not because the, the Batmobile lost a yeah. wheel. I do want to point that out. Uh... <laughs> but he does run away and then get onto a roller coaster. Yeah, and luckily, there's another roller coaster that runs right alongside it, so you can use that to... Again, they could be at King's Island. I, yeah, this is the it is famous... famous the racer are as a series of two roller coasters that race each other side by side. Yeah. You may know it from a Brady Bunch episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's claim to fame. Famous. Now, uh, on this roller coaster ride, though, there's not much you could do to the Joker for a while. It's mainly avoiding a series of bombs he's throwing at you. Yes. And until you get the hang of it, those bombs can be a big, big pain in the butt. Yep, yep. And there's sections where what look like pinball bumpers, kind of, you have to crouch, or they're supposed to be lights or something. Like, you'll do a loop, and you have to duck yeah. under these obstacles. Now, there is an episode, I, I should have done more research, but there is an episode of uh, Batman the Animated Series where you, Batman fights Joker on a roller coaster. Okay. It so. did seem familiar. Uh, and then eventually, there will be a part where the camera turns, and you're now looking at the two coasters face on. And this yeah. game does a lot with Mode 7 in really fun ways. This is one of them. Yeah, and it looks it looks good. Well done. Now, sadly, you can't just swing over and punch Joker in the face. No, you have to punch back the bombs he chucks at you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the spacing on this can be a little weird. Yeah, it again, it just takes some uh, kind of getting used to, you know, and like Batman has a big, beautiful sprite, but your hitbox, especially with your punch, can be a little weird, like figuring out right where it's going to come out so you can knock the little grenades or whatever back to him mm -hmm. uh, after you have hit a few back to him you then go back to the side view and your coaster is falling away so you jump on his and then it's a one-on-one -on -one fight between you and the joker 
Although, you know, the Joker doesn't do a lot of damage. I, I found the, the biggest problem was uh, being knocked off by those things you mentioned, those lights, spinning lights in certain areas. Yeah, that's I always tried to play it safe by just crouching almost all the time and rolling to him mm-hmm. and then kick him. And then because whenever you hit him or get close, he'll leap to the opposite side of the yeah. roller coaster. Well, you can stun him with your batarang. That's true. Yeah, I see. I didn't really use the batarang this early in the game. I, I kind of incorporated mm. it much more later, but I, here. I was relying on that batarang to keep him still. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And then eventually you just knock him off and you've done it. You've murdered the Joker. <laughs> and then boom, that's it. Like there is no wrap up. You just move on to the next episode. Jokes on him. Our next episode is no green piece. You get it? Oh, I get it. Do you Just get like it? that? Yeah, those eco terrorists. Oh no! Of course, this is a poison ivy episode. Something weird has been happening in the forest. There's more trees than usual. You know, and Batman he'll investigate anything, even trees. It doesn't take the world's greatest detective to connect these dots. No, now this forest area is beautiful. It's lush. It's dark. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, it looks really cool. This is where What's you're not gonna... cool is what you're fighting. What, the ladies with the exterminator? Yeah, are they supposed to be like Poison Ivy clones, or what are they? I just thought they were like minions. But Poison um, Ivy doesn't roll with minions. She doesn't like humans. Yeah, I... Yeah, I Either way, they, they're like exterminators, and you can't kill them, so you have to gas them. Yeah, and that's why I was like, is this just because they don't want you punching ladies? Which, you know, you shouldn't do, but... <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. You just... uh, now, some of the trees <laughs> do drop like spiked balls, and I found those to be the hardest part of this they, level is avoiding those balls. They're the worst. And they're very, they're, they're small. They're like the size of a batarang. Yeah. So they're kind of hard to, to dodge. <laughs> like, uh, And then you have to fight some living roots from the trees. And those look pretty cool, but they are very yeah, easy to um, fight. Yeah. They just have one weak spot and you can just stay far away and, and batarang it, hit it. Yeah. Batarang it. Uh, after you've fought in all of them, you are then in an area of the forest. It's a little more treacherous. You got to grapple around, and this is where the grappling you had done before did not really teach you what you needed to know. Yeah, and well, that, yeah. And that is that, like, you can't grapple up and then climb up. You got to grapple up and then, like, fall to a ledge nearby. Yeah, it's it's a little tricky, and there are points where you'll be on some trees that will then mode seven start falling down, and you have to leap. And here there are pit deaths, so. Or their branches might break off. Yeah. Uh, you make it through there, though, and then uh, there are more henchmen to fight and these like saggy mossy areas you got to run on yeah they'll like sink down and there's usually some spiky plants below that you have to just keep moving so that you don't get hurt or grapple over and then like the next area is straight out of ghosts and goblins as the ground deforms (laughs) yeah leading to the greenhouse and this is where if you had been smart enough to bring the x-ray goggles i think you would have been able to see to see the traps in the floor. Yeah, there are, there are pits that reveal they're full of thorns, so watch out. At the very end of this area is Pamela Isley herself, Poison Ivy. Oh, no. And you are going to fight her one-on-one, fist to fist, right? Yeah, it's a fair fight. No, of course, she's got a giant plant you got to fight. Yeah, and who designed this plant? Georgia O'Keefe? Yeah, it, it has uh, something in common with a lot of alien creatures, too. Yeah, I, I was like, I don't know. It, it seems familiar like maybe it was featured in the cartoon but i was like oh it's a little i mean yeah now the way this uh plate is it's like a venus flytrap with legs and tentacles and this is the first you know this is the the joker fight had a lot of moving parts to it it was hard but this is the first hard just pattern boss yeah it's because 
because none of the patterns were hard to do to to get down in the Joker. There was just a lot of different ones. Yeah, yeah. But here it's like you got this big plant that has, you know, and it has a long tentacle with like a flower on the end that it it can lash out at you. And also it'll kind of shoot little star like seeds or something at you. Yeah. And man, it's really uh, brutal because if you try to deviate from the pattern that I figured out, I felt you're going to get hit. And Mm -hmm. what I do, all you can do is throw a battering at it. Yeah. You get one battering. And the yeah. thing is, is you can only hurt it when its mouth is open. Right. And that's hard to do because that that whip arm you talked about also blocks your battering. Yeah. And it is moving. Yeah. So you have that one opportunity. You can throw one battering at it. And as soon as you do, you have to run away from it and then jump up so that the first star it throws at you goes below yeah. you. And the second star then is shot towards the ceiling. Then you can turn around and then then you can try again. And if you ever miss it, if it blocks your battering, you do not have the opportunity to do a second shot. You have to just turn around and repeat the runaway mechanic. Yeah, and this, you know, while the it's a, it's a tricky enough pattern, but it's just that since you're only hitting it once per cycle, it takes forever. It's it's a uh, there's not a lot of room for error. No, and then every once in a while, Poison Ivy will come out and use her awesome little wrist crossbow at you. Yeah, but you can't hurt her there either. Right, and then eventually, when you defeat the plant, she just surrenders. Yeah, she crumbles to the ground, and you move on to the next uh, stage, Foul Play. Ooh. Uh, Robin lets you know that it's an emergency. There's been a break-in at the Gotham City Museum. Uh, it's a gang there, and he's like, hmm, what are they What are they looking for? You're not sure. Alfred does let you know that you the power's been cut off, so you're going to probably need your flashlight, which you, you'd think Batman would have a flashlight on him at all times, I'm just saying. But. Yeah, but this level is pretty cool because... It's a little, it's not quite a maze, but it's like you have, what, three floors to this museum, and each one has like an A and B wing. Yeah, and there's a, a hallway that goes in between them that you can go up and down. Yeah, or elevator in the hallway, too. Yes. Yes. And I'm sorry, this, you can go across the hall, the A and B through the hallway, or up and down from the elevator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's almost a little explorey. You're, you're kind of going around. You have your flashlight. So, which you need to see like mines on the ground and you'll, you'll find a few goons here and there, but mostly it's about tricking. Like eventually you find you and Robin are in there and he radios you to let you know, you know, we found the curator. Yep. And he'll give you that pass key. Yeah. And then you use that to go to find some other employees that have been tied up, kidnapped, I guess. <laughs> and what's cool is there's like little rooms you can go into once you have that key. And some of them are just empty. Some have uh, power-ups. Mm-hmm. Some of them have uh, enemies. I like that you can use their little wall-mounted landline telephones to like talk with Robin. He's like, there's a guy in the B section. Yeah, that's how you get your updates. Once you know how many people to look for, that's how you get your updates from Robin. Because otherwise, I was like, where am I? What? How many have I gotten? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Luckily, cool. he's like, there's one left. So you know to keep looking. Yeah, there's only three. It's not... That uh, you do, you do figure out this is the penguin who's here. There's some mm-hmm. sort of you know bird gym, bird painting, bird statue. Yeah. You think anytime there's like a new funhouse built, a new bird thing coming to the museum, like they'd really have like tighter security because they know yeah. like it's just too tempting for any of these uh, like, villains. Build a fake amusement park that's a trap for the Joker, man. Flip the script. He'll be Whoa. drawn there. <laughs> that would be smart. Eventually, you through all the rigmarole and back and forthing find out that they're trying to get to a, a place on the top floor and they need a specific keypad to get in there, a certain code. Oh yeah. And you have to get it from, is it, it's not the curator. It's one of the employees or, or 
It's someone. Yeah. But what's annoying is, is the code is different. Oh, every time? I don't know about every time, but you can't just like, I don't know, say, look at a playthrough because you forgot to write down the code <laughs> and then use it on the door. That won't work, oh. as I say from experience. Oh, no, I didn't know. <laughs> but luckily, if you go use the phone, they'll just tell it to you. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, which I, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I figured that one out before I did the beginning of the level save state all over again. Oh, right, right. At some point, Robin's captured. That's the most you've seen of Robin. He's got an actual sprite. It's pretty cool. It's his classic setup, getting captured. Uh, you go up to the top floor and put that code in, and then you're in this like awesome mirror-floored room. Yeah. So, so well-polished that you can see your reflection. And waiting for you is the penguin, and then you fight a bird. It's like a giant vulture. And man, you punch this vulture in its face. And it's pretty, I, I don't know if I just got lucky or it's a no, it's common very thing. Easy. But like, I, there was a point where I was just kind of jump kicking him. And then he was on the side of the screen and it just kept swooping in. And I just stood there and punched every time. And he just yeah. kept trying it again. I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's dance, bird. After you've murdered the bird, you run to the roof where the penguin now fights you. Classic penguin style. With a giant drone. No, with his, uh, <laughs> there is a giant drone. It does come out. Yeah. But he does have his uh, classic umbrella gun slash helicopter. Yeah. And he does, you know, he kind of flies up at points and he'll shoot at you. The The plane in the background too, that like gunship or whatever, like really looks like it's from the cartoon. That way it has those vents on the front and stuff. Oh yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's like, it's like what, a, what, what an art deco drone <laughs> copter look like. And yeah. the answer is this exactly. Yeah. And, uh, it's dangerous because it swoops back and forth, strafing the ground with bullet fire. And the real key is, is it looks more dangerous than it is. You just have to stand still and then jump with the right yeah. timing. Yeah. I found the hardest part of this fight was avoiding his um, umbrella when he did the the, the the machine gunning and the firing. Sometimes it just happens so quickly I didn't have time to well, get and there. Or remember this, to block. Yeah, well, yeah, true, true. Or And this, too, is before I kind of picked up on the patterns of the game where it's like, all right, look, you may think you're going to be able to hit this guy twice per cycle or never, don't. Just, never. just get, take your hit and then get back to safety. Yeah. But I didn't die here. I mean, even though I did get yeah. hit a few times, this boss fight was pretty easy. No sweat. You clear it and you move on to the tail of the cat. Oof. This level's hard. It, yeah, this is the start of some tricky stuff. Like first it starts right away where you're, you're out on the streets yeah. and you think something weird's going down. So you're just going to patrol Batman style. And how do you start? Well, it's a wall climb. Yeah, you do. It's a wall jump section where you're just going up a shaft kind of between these two buildings or an alley, if you will. But they have but the vents will hurt you. Yes, there are fan vents that you have to kind of time. And that's where you have to get into jumping and then timing your rebound jump where you don't just do it immediately. When you hit the wall, you have to fall a bit and go up. Yeah, I didn't like it. And then at the top, you catch a glimpse of Catwoman climbing the building behind you. Yeah, yeah. And you head across some rooftops to an elevator. And then in the background, she is also jumping across more rooftops and swinging along. Pretty cool. Once you are in the elevator, you have a little cutscene with Catwoman and her cat Isis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She tells you, get out of her way. And you're like, come on. Yeah, it's a little reluctant, you know, where it's like, I don't want to fight you, but I have to get what I want. But man, this fight is brutal. It's this, this fight forged many of my habits for the rest of the game because she has several attacks where she can use her whip with a pretty decent range uh she can rush you and slash you she has claws mm -hmm. 
And much like Joker, too, she'll always jump away from you when you get close. Like, that's a boss wide. Like, most of them seem to do that. And that was the key to me figuring out how to fight this boss. Yeah. Because if you jump at her and then jump away real quick, then you're out of whip range, usually. Mm, Tricker. Because she jumps back. And it's like, once she whips, then she's going to do her charge. And if you duck, you can get her on that as well and kind of stun her. And kind of just do that in, in repeat. This was, uh, I really fell into the pattern of Batarang, stun mm-hmm. her, and then if you time it just right, and I got the timing down eventually, where it's like you wait half a second, then jump kick, and right as she comes out of that, it'll hit her, and then she'll jump across the elevator, and then Batarang her again. Uh, if you're if you're on it, it's not too bad, but I, I could never do it 100% of the time, so I did take some damage. Yeah, it is definitely a tough fight. Eventually, at some point, she manages to escape you once the elevator gets to the top. And what's cool is this, this uh, is a glass elevator. Yeah. And you see like it going up. You see the rise of the city and the colors change and everything. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you chase her out of the elevator and she just jumps off a building, which you also do. Yeah. Yeah. And you get a sweet falling battle. Yeah. She of. like dives at you and you can punch her as she dives past. It, it seems more complicated than it is. Yeah. It's not too bad that the tough part is when she eventually goes through a window or grabs onto the side of a building or just whips and grabs it. Like, you have a few seconds to then grapple a, like, flagpole or you die. Yeah, a a little exclamation point (laughs) pops up, like, hey, do something. It's like, alert, alert, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. Then it's back to chasing Catwoman. You're chasing her across the rooftops. She knocks down these signs trying to get you. You have to jump out of their way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then it's awesome. There's freaking searchlights on the two of you. And when they hit you, your coloring changes and your shadow is intensified on the background. Super, super cinematic. It looks great. It does. What does not look as great is the chase down the fire escape after that. It feels just <laughs> like a little meh. Yeah. Little, and then once you're done, yeah. you are in an alleyway where the real fight goes down. Yeah. Uh, and this was one where I was like, all right, now it's time to use all of my items. Yeah, this also became a pattern of mine where I was like, okay, every time I get in a fight with a boss, I'm going to hit them ten time, or nine times with my stars and then mm-hmm. throw my plastic explosives at them and then start fighting them. And her attacks are pretty much the same, but since it's a much smaller area yeah. to deal with, she doesn't whip as much. Yeah, so stick to what works. I found this part to be easier than the first fight. Or same maybe I, just, I was just battle hardened from our first round i think in a way that being closer is better because at least from my strategy of battering into the kick it was Mm. like she was never i never had to adjust or i didn't have to adjust my distance as much before jumping gotcha and then we have next stage trouble and transit and this Mm. is well starts with two-face running across the screen yeah and you're like yeah cool two-face stage i can't wait to see him uh, then you get Summer Gleason, which is nice from the show. Yeah, yeah. Telling you like what is going on in the news. The bat signal goes up. And you're like, we got to get there in the Batmobile. And I was like, okay, cool. This will be a little break. Yeah. Whew. It's a break is not the right word because, you know, in your mind, you would just imagine like a Spy Hunter type game yeah. where, you know, you're on the road. Or- it, it drives just like Spy Hunter, looks like Spy Hunter and shoots like Spy Hunter. Yes. But well, the difference is that instead of when you press left or right, you don't just move left or right. It angles you. I'm sorry. Yes. So I mean, the, the style is. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. yeah. So you go, then uh, you get in these weird angles of driving. It's very odd. And if you 
so much as touch a pixel of the side of the thing, you are full stop. It reminded me of uh, Mario Kart in a way where I was like, geez. And, and also, we didn't mention this yet. You're timed. You have 65 seconds. And by timed, this timer is insane. Because when I perfect this run, mm-hmm. I had like three or four seconds left. Yeah, I was barely. I mean, again, I, I said before, this was a, a time of shameless cheating. Like, because they throw in these like 90 degree turns. And which um, admittedly, it's probably easier once you realize you can skid. Yeah, I, well, that's what was killing me. I was like, I couldn't get past the first. Or by the time I would get moving after the first turn, I'd be like, you have 10 seconds. I was like, all right, well, so mm-hmm. it was a long, grueling 65 seconds for me. <laughs> and then halfway through, once you, once that part's up, a car pulls out in front of you and you're told it's, it's Two-Face's car. Yeah. Now you got to catch up with it. And to catch up with it, you've got to run the gauntlet of fighting all these other cars that are throwing bombs at you yeah. while making all these crazy little turns. Yeah. it's And, you know, I don't know if we mentioned it, but you do have like machine guns you can shoot. So you're blowing up cars, you know going through and then eventually you make it to two faces car and and that's just lobbing bombs at you right Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, except for sometimes if you get in front of it it'll get behind you and try to ram you not very nice uh this boss fight i had a hard time with the first time and then the second time i developed a strategy that is stupid but works great yeah where you barely go at all you just tap tiny bits on the gas because you're no longer timed until just when you see him on the screen and then you can shoot him a whole bunch as he's like you're both accelerating away oh okay I was just spent by this point, so I was like, I'm just going to shamelessly keep cheating. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, you just have to shoot this car a lot. That's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually it blows up, and I guess that you've caught Two-Face from it. Or he's dead. I don't know. <laughs> Bummer. He was like your best friend once. Oh. Next level, perchance to scream. Ooh. Summer Gleason's back. She is at a party for the Gotham State University's professors. But a giant blimp has appeared and is pulling up to the party. And of course, you know, well, former professor himself, Jonathan Crane, is probably up to this. I got to go investigate. Yeah. And I think Alfred tells you, you probably need your gas mask. Mm-hmm. Now you get there and everyone's been gassed. The scarecrow pops out. He looks great and tells you that the civilians are going to fight you. So you can't kill them. Yeah. It's an interesting little twist here where you'll have gassed people mixed in with some thugs so you have to like jump over them or get past them to take out the thugs before they shoot you or i just use the spray gas that's what i oh man i didn't think about that that keeps them knocked out for the entire time that you're on that level nice so do that folks yeah uh you're going through all kinds of parts of this reception hall wherever it's awesome yeah yeah it's like you go to the, like the place where you're eating, you go into like a, the hallways and stuff. <laughs> and that gas that we talked about is now coming up and down from the ceiling. Yeah. Waves. And you actually don't need the uh, gas mask if you don't want. You can just duck under it. Oh, OK, cool. But you can't move, you know, when it's when it's anywhere nearby. Right, right. Now, eventually you'll get to the roof and Scarecrow has escaped on his Zeppelin. But luckily, Robin's there to pick you up with the Batwing, which looks awesome. Yeah, and you're like standing on it, and he's like, "Oh, I won't be able to get you in. I'll have to drop you off like on the." Yeah, he's like, "But first, let me fly through this sea of balloons." <laughs> yeah, which are coming at you. You can destroy them, but you have to be careful because even if you punch one, it can still gas you. I found it much easier to just avoid them. Yeah, definitely. Or even like if you crouch near the front of the <laughs> the bat wing, that's where I, I seem to do the best, and then. Sometimes, like, if you can see them in time, you can batarang them. There are thugs to deal with on top of the Zeppelin. 
And you might think you're going down the elevator they came up, but you're not. No, no. You make it to the front of the Zeppelin, and then it's basically you have to jump off and then grapple your way to the right to make it to the little like cabin that hangs from the bottom. It is a crappy leap of faith that is not telegraphed in any way, shape, or form. It's tough. Yeah, you're, these are straight-up pit deaths. And you will be dying multiple times here. If you have not save-stated, this is going to be where you're going to be using some continues as you learn uh, the correct way of grappling. <laughs> I definitely save-stated here. and But, you know, what's cool is that once you grapple over to the right under this thing, you do a sweet, like, jump through this window yeah. into the thing. You, there are some more thugs and stuff to fight there. And there are some fires. The Zeppelin is on fire. Yeah, and there's a weird. It took me a while to figure out what was actually happening, but you can, if you see in the background, the buildings are like zooming in and out, mm. and the, the whole thing will shake and stun you when it like bangs into a building. Right. Uh, when you get to the scarecrow, he's actually in a escape glider, which is from an episode yeah. of the show. <laughs> okay, and, it uh, did seem familiar. I was like, yeah. And then, uh, and the most unplausible thing in the world, you then chase after him and then fight him on the wings of this glider. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And you're flying around on this thing and it's tilting back and forth. And this fight is either extremely easy or incredibly infuriating, depending on the timing at which you can get in the rhythm of it. Yeah. You know, much like Joker or Catwoman, every time you get closer, hit him, he will leap over to the other side of the screen. Mm -hmm. He has a kind of three way spread pistol or something he shoots. So, yes. The, the the pistol is it's it's impossible almost to to avoid those shots definitely especially because he's frequently on a different elevation because these wings are going up and down and that's really the key problem is like if you don't get your rhythm down to when he's on the upper side mm -hmm. it's hard to hit him sometimes with your kicks when he's at a lower elevation yeah it's and that's when i would i would get tripped up yeah otherwise that, it's just jumping back and forth and this one you don't even need to stun them because you can land as soon as they jump back, you can land just in time to punch. They jump, land, punch, yeah. repeat. Forever. Not too bad. It's just a, another fight that kind of goes on for a minute, but isn't. I felt this one was easier, though, than the last. Yeah, yeah. Now, eventually, you uh, beat him up and knock him off this glider. And stage is clear. Move on to the next one. Riddle me this. Ooh, yes, where the Riddler has kidnapped Commissioner Gordon and Barbara Gordon. Not yet Batgirl. Oh, right. Yeah. And you have to like hack into his video game or whatever to beat it and rescue them. Yeah, it's real weird. In the episode, he had uh, made a video game. He was a programmer on a video game. Yeah. Maze of the and Minotaur or whatever. Maze of the Minotaur. Yes. And they had made an amusement park that is like a live action version of the maze. that ah. he then takes over and then you're in that maze in the game. So but this one, it's like a VR type thing. Although you bring your x-ray goggles at Alfred's behest. As you should. Yeah, because you'll need it to see walls you can blow through. A little tricky, but this is an interesting level because it's kind of a first-person maze. Well, it's not first-person, but it's very similar to, say, a fantasy star or something where you have a map up there and you just you keep moving. It, it shows you which way you're facing and which way the camera's pointed at you, kind of. It's a pretty yeah, cool... Yeah, that's the coolest part, that it shows you which way, the cam like, which way Batman's facing as he runs. Yeah, and you you gotta go around and explore. You'll have to answer some trivia questions. You know, also you're gonna be using those goggles to find walls to blow up. Yeah, and yes, uh, there will be points where there is a question mark on the ground, and you'll be asked a question, a riddle, perhaps, as some would say. Yes. Uh, if you've seen the show, you know the answer. If you haven't seen the show, the answers are pretty easy, so they're not that 
that rough. There is the one with the keys, though. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I just guessed, but where it's like the C key doesn't have any sharps or whatever. Oh, yes. It's a musical. Uh, yeah, it's like, ah, I'm too dumb for that. But but regardless, at, uh, there's a point where you, yeah, I think you catch up with Commissioner Gordon and his daughter, and that's when you fight the big golden robot Minotaur. Yes, they're chained behind you, and you fight this Minotaur, who's actually pretty easy. It's slow. He just swings like a, a big giant yeah. scimitar at you. This is a very basic kind of enemy where you just, you know, wall jump off when he gets close and just keep punching him. Uh, he is animated beautifully, though. Yeah, it looks just like the one in the cartoon. And really then when cool. he when he when he rotates around, it looks so sweet because like there's like four or five frames of animation just yeah. for his like turning around is beautiful. It is. Uh, once you've beaten him, though, you are now told the real fun can begin. You fall and you are deep in the VR world. It's just like '90s VR. You're on a chessboard. Yeah, yeah. The Riddler's head taunts you as you run, being attacked by chess pieces. It's very cruel, but not too bad. Uh, then it's like a reminiscent of the final fight from uh, Smash Brothers. Uh, you know, you got to avoid his giant hands. He shoots lasers at you and tries to smash you. Yeah, there. Are, sometimes you know he'll he'll shoot his beam down. It'll break holes in the chessboard. You have to jump over them. Yeah, there's a part where he picks up like there's two chess pieces. He tries to smash you with. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the part the, the annoying part is is that you really can't do much to him at this point. You you can fight those chess pieces when he uses them against you. Yeah, that's just it. And it's like eventually. I think you can hit them both, but you can only hit them when he's like holding them up in the air. Like when they're on the ground, you can't. So it's just slowly beating up both of these. And then eventually like you'll, you'll beat one up and then it gets to a point where he starts shooting beams with his other hand at you. Mm -hmm. And, but you beat them both up and that's, that's it. I wish I could go back and, and to the general chat. My one other big gripe is that there needs to be at least like one screen of like wrap up for these episodes. Yeah. Like in this one, you beat both of the giant chess pieces and the stage is over. Yeah, and that's just it. There's no like, well, the Riddler's behind bars and blah, blah, blah. There should be a picture of you like holding the Riddler. Yeah, or yeah, maybe he's getting taken away by the Gotham PD or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then you move on to the final level, the gauntlet. And the picture ooh. is, ooh, the title picture of the show, Batman yeah. on that rooftop. That's right. And this is just a boss rush, but there are some some short little segments in between some of them and some surprises uh you know they tell you they're at a warehouse waiting for you uh, the first up on the list is penguin and this is just penguin with his gun and uh his copter so you know this is not uh, it's easier than before not hard at all and then same next up we have scarecrow who is the same but now you're not on a goofy plane so he's easier as well yeah, I was like, man, this is great. This is the best gauntlet I've ever dealt with so far. <laughs> yeah. And then next up, Clayface. Yeah, boom. He breaks through the wall. And this, I didn't remember this while I was playing. Um, I, I saw the mention, but I was like, wow, he looks awesome. He looks great. I wish he was in a level because he does look so cool. Yeah, it's like he has several cool attacks where he, like he'll throw this big kind of square brick of clay off at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can shoot two little clay blobs. Yep. And then he will also turn into a giant ball. Yeah. So you have, to, you. you have to jump over that. But honestly, it's like his patterns. He's pretty easy, especially if you just sit and crouch and keep kicking him. Mm -hmm. And the way they move him from those different forms, also beautifully animated. Yep. Yep. Gorgeous. Now, once you've defeated him, it's time to climb. Yeah. So you probably are expecting to fight Catwoman. And you're right. Yes. Which, you know, you're like, Catwoman, why are you here? And she says, I don't want to fight you, but I won't let anyone stand in my way. Yeah. 
That makes no sense. She should not be part of this. Yeah, yeah. And her fight is very similar to the one from before. Whatever tactics you used, you're just going to have to use that exact same tactic from the elevator. Mm-hmm. After that, you run across the rooftop some more, across some girders. And then out of the sky, mode sevening in. Oh. Uh, Man bat. Yeah. One of my favorite guys from the cartoon as well. He looks awesome. I was obsessed with trying to become a werebat in D&D. Never happened. Okay. But I, I just thought, and you know, my, I remember my younger brother had this action figure. Oh, it was a good action figure. Yeah, it was. It was. And, and again, looked just like the cartoon. So cool. Now, my biggest problem here is that he does talk to you. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember him talking. <laughs> Dr. Kurt Langstrom, Ooh. he can talk to you. But when he becomes the man bat, he is a feral creature. So Yeah, and this, again, is kind of a more simple boss. He will mostly. And I will say this. Uh, for oh, sorry, as cool as he looked flying in, and he does look flying in, he looks equally goofy when he flies from the sides. Yes, he does look pretty pretty goofy because you know most of the time he's mode seventy in and out, and you're just trying to you know you're it's kind of hard to tell where his hitbox is, so you're kind of vaguely dodging, but you can get a hit or two in. Yeah, but then he'll come charging from either side, and that is kind of like his jaw really sticks out in a goofy well, way. And his- I feel like they ran out of money at that point. Like they're at the end of the game, like <laughs> yeah. they just didn't have the time for the animations. And that I, I feel like he's not really animated. He's just like you know swooped in. Yeah, at least he moves fast enough that it, it's not that obvious. Everything else just looks so great that 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 definitely stands out. Mm-hmm. Uh, defeat him, and you move on to Harley Quinn. Now, sadly, you don't get to fight her. She just tells you the Joker's here, and is he here? He flies in on a jetpack. A pretty awesome and goofy looking jetpack. I really like it. <laughs> yeah. Now, was that from Mask of the Phantasm or was that from? I, I don't know. I was like, this looks very familiar. It also kind of looks like there was an old G.I. Joe toy. Well, it, it was like that, that. Yeah, sorry. It's that 60s type of jet jetpack. Yeah, yeah. You know. Where it's got the yeah. handles that come down out in front. Like, uh, so yeah. that's what I was like. Oh, this is funny. Um, but it's. Even easier than his normal stuff because he just kind of flies at you and you can just punch him. And <laughs> like. mm-hmm. Eventually you knock that off of him and then it's a one-on-one fight. And yeah. he just throws these bombs at you that are very easy to jump over. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're the same bombs as before, but now there's a floor so they can like roll and bounce at you. But, but yeah, so what? No problem. <laughs> that was yeah, pretty, I just, easy. I mean, as any fight with the Joker should be, you know, an easy fight. I just wish there was a little more going on here. Yeah. Uh, and then tells you, you have cleared all of the stages. Yeah. Alfred congratulates you. He tells you Gotham is free of villains and criminals. Yeah, and this is interesting because depending on the difficulty level, you get a different ending. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, if you beat it on easy, it's pretty funny because you have a convo with Batman and Alfred where he's like, it was too easy, Alfred. He's like, I have to try harder next time or something. And then, But if you hmm. beat it on the hard mode, which I saw, it has a, a really awesome, like, extended ending where it goes through and shows, like, a scene from each boss, and it does, like, you know, a cir- circle down, not a wipe, but a focus circle on them. And, okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just goes through all the different bosses. It even gives one for, like, Summer Gleason and Batman, and I don't know. It's it pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you do get actual credits. Yeah. Over the title graphic. And I do like the fact that they do, they do uh, highlight the animators themselves, too. Which they should, man. It looks awesome. They should. Uh, sadly, there is uh, no final message, just a 1994 Konami, all rights reserved. Yeah.
Well, this is it, the final portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 4.5. Okay, I, I went with a 5.0. I think, I mean, the only thing I can ding it on is the fact that there's not a lot of bot enemies, but yeah. man, you're, you're right. This this really should be, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out the eraser. <laughs> oh. I'm erasing that thumping as my desk hitting the wall. Yeah, it's, well, it was. It is I, now 5.0. I was thinking I wrote, about it because it's not like insanely detailed or anything, but everything is really tasteful. There aren't really any weak spots the the animations the sprites yeah, yeah. the backgrounds the music all parts of this category are so good they work perfect together it, it looks everything looks like it should but also great as a cart as a, as a as a video game or a cartoon it really does feel like you're playing a cartoon which is something i, I was one of the major goals of playing a video game for many years for me Yes, and sadly, the world was like, no, no, we want to play a live-action TV show. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, stop it, cartoon! Next up is Play Control, and I gave it a 3.5. Yeah, I went with a 3.0, but it's it's very good. It gives you a lot of different inputs and things. It's fun. I just thought it was, you know, a little laggy. A little, and my biggest ding was the racing level, but now I feel like a fool because apparently there was a better way to control yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I'm like, uh, I don't know. And, you know, the item toggling kind of gets annoying, but there you don't have to bring all the items, so. Yeah, I would complain about that more, but I feel like that's used to balance out the fact that you can take whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Next up is Challenge Factor. I gave this a... Three five. I gave it a three but I could see a five. In fact, I will also change to a five because I didn't realize that the continues the or sorry that the password oh. kept your continues and lives. I know that's rough, man. And I, I don't know. I thought about going down since I had such a hard time with that driving level, but it was all my fault. I think. <laughs> There's a couple other boss fights though that are just so rough. Mm -hmm. And finally, we have theme and fun. Here I was torn. I, I wrote down 4.5, but I don't know. Like, it's so, it's a fun game, but it, it's so perfect for Batman. That it's theming wise, you know? Yeah, it's almost a 5.0. It's just that there are certain little things that keep the lack of enemies, the spikes in difficulty, that makes it also a 4.5 for me as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I, I know I just said the two negatives, but everything else we've just praised so much. You have to realize that it was. Yeah. Through the roof everywhere else. It's a truly an artistic achievement. And just a blast. It was a blast to be in that world. So, Nick, should you play this game? Uh, yeah, I should. Ag agreed. Everyone should. If you're a fan <laughs> of uh, side-scrollers, check it out. Fan of Batman, for sure. If you're a fan of Batman the Animated Series, there's no reason why you shouldn't have already played this game. Yeah, yeah. And, hey, if you're just a fan of Super Nintendo action platform, you know, it's solid. It's good. It is good all around. Next week's game will be a double. 
We're going back to the Game Boy and back to the land of puzzles. We're doing both Kicks and Quirk. Yeah. You probably know one, but maybe not the other. They're both interesting games, and I suggest you find them any way you can and play along, friends. Oh, yeah. And if you want to get in touch about Menudo, do you like Menudo? Ricky Martin was in Menudo uh, when he was a kid. I had a Menudo lunchbox, despite having never heard a single song. I'm sure you're the most popular boy in school. Uh, for many reasons, but especially that. But <laughs> did you have Menudo lunchbox? What kind of lunchbox did you have? Let me know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Real Ghostbusters here. Oh, nice. You can also find us on Twitter as Cart Command and on Facebook as Cartridge Command, where we'll answer your questions or say hi as well. Yeah. We sometimes let you know when new shows drop there also. Mm-hmm. And at the end of every show, we go out of our way to thank the awesome, the fine, the wonderful folks to give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command because it is their support that makes this show actually happen. Yeah. Without you guys, we wouldn't have the money to pay for hosting, pay for new equipment we need, all that fun stuff. And uh, the support you guys give us makes this show happen. We're just a couple working class stiffs. And we do this in our spare time because we love podcasting. Yeah. We love old video games. Yeah. And we love our fans. So thank yeah. you all so very, very much. Yeah. They're all could be a menudo as far as I'm concerned. Indeed. If you don't give, consider doing so. Even a dollar helps. So, you know, think about it, guys and gals. Yeah. But always, thanks again. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on! Stop believing in yourself, Eric, in your ability to affect the world in a positive way. <laughs> Have a wonderful birthday. And remember, it's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. <laughs> so awesome. Chills. Chills. Oh, I love it. Ah, <laughs> oh, so great. It's like daily affirmations I, with the I, night. I know. That's my. That's one of my favorite Batman quotes. I was just like, thank you. Perfect. <laughs>